0: I've got to get Mark K. more time on oh, the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You mm-hmm. just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K. show starts, starts right now.
2: Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Love
1: you guys. <laughs>
2: Happy Valentine's Day to my beautiful fiancé, who I've been engaged to for 23 years.
1: I'm sorry, did he say engaged for 25 20, Wait a minute, he's engaged for 23 years? Clearly, clearly that's not a serious relationship. They have no intention of getting married, if that's the case. Happy Valentine's Day to my
0: beautiful wife, Heather, who I met 16 years ago today at a bar in Melbourne. Been an amazing ride.
1: And most amazing rides begin at a bar in Melbourne, don't they? What's up? This is... This is, this is the I thought I thought dude, that didn't come out exactly the way. All right. Oh, what's up? This is the Markay Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. And it is Valentine's Day, which is super special. Man, everybody loves Valentine's Day, don't they? Everybody loves Valentine's Day because there's flowers and there's candy and there's... You know, balloons, except there is a helium shortage. So there may not be balloons or they'll, if there may be balloons, but they could cost you $50 each. Uh, you know, what else is going on with Valentine's Day? There's jewelry, uh, you know, bacon, if you're a dude and you're lucky. And, you know, we'll be we'll be celebrating. We have some prizes we're going to give away today, too. And we have uh, we have some what the bleep, which is a, our favorite new game. And it's a kind of a Valentine's Day themed. What? And not really. But, you know, it's, everything today is Valentine's Day themed just because. It's February the 24th. All right. So here's the deal. Here's how this works today, folks. We are going to, uh, we're going to get into some of the gun law legislation. We're going to get into this spending bill, which I kid you not. I get an email from Jamie Dupree every single day. I think I've mentioned this to you. And usually he sends it uh, before he goes to, you know, like at, at midnight, sometimes it's four in the morning, whatever. But I get this email and it itemizes everything that's going on in the world, everything we need to know about Washington, D.C. and politics and yada, yada, yada. And uh, and so today I get this email from him and he goes, look, we have this spending bill at sixteen hundred pages. The synopsis of this spending bill, like the 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 written synopsis that they give you so you can get the gist of it. That alone is six hundred and ninety pages. And he said, I'm going to tear through all of it, but first I'm going to take a nap (laughs) and i don't know i don't know if he meant to write that in there or not but he was very very stream of consciousness anyway so he took a nap no telling whether or not he's gotten through all 690 pages yet but if he has uh, like i said we're going to get you the information you need to know about that um first though i'd like to talk about this story regarding miranda lambert miranda lambert a lot of you know she's a uh, country singer very attractive very talented she was married to blake shelton they're divorced Blake Shelton now uh, now dating Gwen Stefani or engaged to her or what I don't even know the I don't know this this significance of their relationship but Miranda Lambert I thought this only happened on like the Real Housewives TV shows I thought this only happened in movies or in Miranda Lambert music videos but apparently she has uh, she's gotten into the kind of a a skirmish with another woman at a Nashville steakhouse she was there with a friend of hers and 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 this lady's husband uh, started like talking smack about millennials or I don't even know what. Well, Miranda Lambert in the in the heat of the moment and she got heated. She was screaming and yelling at this lady. In the heat of the moment, she took the lady's salad, dumped it in the lady's lap, and then stormed out before the cops could come and hunt her down. Which was I mean it's really it's very Miranda Lambert-ish. If you think about it, it's a very Miranda Lambert thing to do. And I like that she's living the lifestyle. She's not just singing about it, you know, playing a character. She's not a poser. She's hardcore, hey, you know, hell on heels, all that kind of stuff. And she's living the, she's living the lifestyle, gets into a, a fight at, a, at an upscale Nashville steakhouse and dumps a, a salad in a lady's lap because she doesn't like the stuff that she's saying about her brother or her friend or or what have you. So, uh, i if this has ever happened, because, again, I I never thought people actually literally got into food fights when they were adults. I've heard, you know, I I remember you hearing the story about how uh, Tommy Lauren said that somebody threw a drink at her in a bar. And I've heard, you know, Dana Lash has complained about the same kind of thing. But that's more of a politically motivated thing. I've never been in an instance where I got into a fight with somebody or somebody got angry enough with me where they actually threw food in my face in my lap where they hurled something at me from across a restaurant you know you always talk about it. you always see in movies how they're a couple will get into an argument and a woman will throw a drink in the guy's face that kind of thing or or dump pasta in his lap whatever but it, if if that's really a thing now uh i 8557651045 i imagine it you know i imagine things get heated at the bar and before you come to actual blows it could you know someone could toss a beer at somebody else or maybe like a jalapeno popper Get a jalapeno popper in the eye. Here's a like, you know, just to shoot it out at somebody to show your disgust. So anyway, that's uh that that's um, that's something that that, again, I didn't think really happened. But there's video of it, too. I mean, she's feisty. She's and you have to think about it. It's a salad. So, okay, it's not going to cause a lot of damage physically. But if it's got if it's doused in ranch dressing or oil, I mean, that woman's outfit is ruined. That woman's clothing. She'll never be able to wear that stuff again. Because olive oil, that stuff is tough to get out. Ranch dressing, Caesar, smell like garlic. Oh, it's crazy. 855-765-1045. If you've ever been in a uh, public restaurant or a, a bar and, and somebody got into a food fight with you, 855-765-1045. Or if you're one of those guys, because, you know, you, there's always that story where the guy's out with another girl or he's cheating or his girlfriend just gets – maybe he's not where he's supposed to be. Or he told her one thing and she shows up and then just dump, you know, like takes the steak and just slams it across his face the way Uncle Rico did in, uh, in Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> When he's riding the bike, he's hey, watch this, Kip. Boom. <laughs> you know, if anyone, I don't know if anyone ever does that in real life, but apparently they do. Uh, celebrities, you know, they're just like us. 855-765-1045 or star star 1045. You can also, of course, leave us an open mic message if you prefer to remain anonymous or if you just don't want us interrupting. That's the best thing about the open mic messages is you don't have to give your name. We can't trace you. And you don't get interrupted by the by the host. You just say your piece, and then when you're done, you know, I, I'll comment, but there's no, you know, there's no rebuttal time. There's nothing like that. 855-765-1045. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting, yeah, it's kind of Valentine's Day-ish. I guess it's anti-Valentine's Day. Jimmy from the west side, how you doing? Jimmy, you there? Hello? Is the phone up? I can't hear Jimmy? All right, never mind. I guess I thought Jimmy was there. Jimmy, can you hear me? What's going on? Oh, hey, Jimmy. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Just stuck in traffic, like always. Yeah, always. I, I hear you. Uh, what happened to
3: you? Did you get into a
1: bar fight with somebody or a food fight?
3: And it was- Dude, one time I was at the bar with my wife, and one of her crazy friends thought I was being crazy, and she came up and threw a drink straight up in my face. Were you being crazy? crazy? No, I was being a normal guy, man, at the bar, just chilling, looking at other women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine i imagine that could get somebody a little anxious
3: it wasn't my fault man even the bouncers came up and like what's going on i'm like i have no clue man i didn't do nothing bad man yeah
1: were you commenting on the other women or were you just looking at them silently
3: no man i thought it was one of my cousins or something i don't oh, know yeah. what i was doing man. of course you did
1: yeah of course you did. that's that's it hey thanks so much for calling we appreciate it yeah if you're checking out another woman at the bar you might get a drink in your face that might, you know, that might just cool you down and bring you back to uh bring you back to normal. 855-765-1045. I remember being at a Hooters once when I was a kid, and I guess it was my mother's first time ever at Hooters. And she'd never experienced anything like it. I don't think she'd ever seen, you know, waitresses dressed like that at any kind of restaurant. And we're all sitting there and she's like, she's like, could look at the, this is crazy. Have you ever seen? Look, look at these girls. Just look at them. And I was like, OK, <laughs> I mean, if I'm getting if I'm getting parental permission. Absolutely. All right, what, which ones in particular do you want me to look at? 855-765-1045. Uh, Donna, or uh we have somebody on watching on Facebook that says, "I was almost arrested for a food fight in a Miami subs while I was in college. It was a late night snack. Police were called. I did have to speak to them along with some of my friends. What? What on earth? Like, what on earth? I mean, it, it, would you throw a sub at somebody?" That seems like there's got to be more to the story. Uh, there's got to be more to that story. 855-765-1045. We've got to take a quick break. If you've ever been in a Miranda Lambert-ish food fight, if you ever went to a bar or a restaurant or you you uh, spotted, like, your, your mortal enemy and instead of punching them or kicking them or threatening to shoot them, you hurled some kind of food item at them or vice versa. Maybe they threw something at you. Uh, give me a buzz. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. earlier just a few moments ago and uh, of course the other josh was there to record all of it uh, here's what i said everything today is valentine's day themed just because it's february the 24th yeah which uh, apparently it's not february the
0: 24th Man, I'm way behind times now. Holy cow! I thought it was only
1: the 14th. Yeah, it is actually. The- it's February 14th, Mark. Yeah, no, thanks. I got it now. Uh,
3: sorry about. Hard <laughs> for days, brother. Hard for days.
1: I was just so excited that it was going to be. Uh, I was just so excited uh, for Valentine's Day that I just couldn't. I just couldn't. You know, I, I just couldn't wait for the month to be over. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We've got uh, we've got Sam from Flagler Beach on the line. Sam, what's going on, man? How are you?
2: I'm fine, I'm fine. i uh tell you, about myself and tell you about something from home, but the night I met my wife in Raleigh, North Carolina, I was at a honky tonk joint, and uh, I wanted to take her and her friend home, and her friend begged me to quit irritating her. She said, I'll give you my phone number and date you later. And I was trying to push the issue, but there was a guy there that was real muscular, who had been convicted of murder in a fight. Uh, and he sort of watched after my wife and her girlfriend when they were at the honky tonk joint. And so he came up, and I was going to try to bully him, and he was three times my size. Mm. And the girlfriend says, calm down. I'll date you tomorrow night and uh, because this guy is bad. And so I uh, I didn't take him home. I survived, and I dated the other girl, uh, Four days later, and when I dated her, she had it, My wife on another date, so we decided that uh, we would uh, we would switch dates.
1: And uh, from then on, uh, I ended up getting married two years later. Oh, congrats! <laughs> congrats! Thanks. Sir. Congr- thanks. That, that was a great story. I don't. That had nothing to do at all with getting into a food fight. I was waiting for like the muscular dude who was in prison for murder to throw like some you know Carolina barbecue at him or something, and and. But that never that never you know it was a happy ending in the end. He got married to his wife and and uh you know nobody nobody ended up in jail. Uh Star, star one oh four five or eight five five seven six five one oh four five is the number. John at Keystone Heights, how you doing, John? Doing all right, man. Hey,
3: it's kinda of funny you mentioned the the whole sub deal throwing a sub because uh I had an ex that worked at Subway one time. She don't work there very long and I get the wife. Uh, she had a problem with one of the girls that was working there. Yeah. And you know, when you got two people on the, on the little serving dale there,
0: they, uh, they slide the sandwiches to each other.
2: Right.
0: One does the topping, one does the bottom. Well, yeah. old girl thought it was okay to, uh, slam the sandwich down the old, old aisle there to my old lady. Well, my ex decided to slam her in the face with the sandwich. So, <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, she hadn't had two problems. We didn't stay together very long. Yeah, but, no,
1: I imagine uh, you, don't, you don't want to do that. <laughs> That's but, hey, feet, hey, you too. That's kind of I mean, look, there's some foods I think that are probably better to attack somebody with than something else. I'm not saying you should ever attack anybody, but like for example, Miranda Lambert attacked this woman with a salad. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be damaging, you know, it's not gonna cause any kind of it's not gonna leave a scar. Uh hot soup, you know, hot chili, anything at all like that, uh that might that might be, you know, you don't want to throw hot things at people. Even pasta, if it's right out of the pot, it could, you know, you you throw a handful of pasta at somebody, that could leave a mark. That could leave an indelible mark that never goes away. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. If you've ever been in a situation where somebody attacked you with food publicly or you attacked somebody else because you just you just had a meltdown. You had a Miranda Lambert moment.
0: Dear Marque, hey, Beavis, Ocean Way. One time I was at a restaurant with my ex-girlfriend and she was getting too drunk. And so I asked her, since she was driving my truck, I asked her to stop drinking. She wouldn't do it. So I left on my motorcycle, went to the gas station to get some gas, and there was a girl there who- was showing her boobs to everybody so i took a couple pictures of her showing her boobies on my motorcycle and i went back to the restaurant where my ex-girlfriend was at and i showed her and she slapped me in the face in front of the whole restaurant and told me to get the f out that we were done great day
1: I- <laughs> Again, no, had nothing to do with food at all. But, you yeah, know, whatever. It's, this has turned into a really interesting Valentine's Day topic, hasn't it? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. 765 It's kind of the anti-Valentine's Day. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, speaking of which, coming up, we do have What the Bleep, uh, where we'll be giving away some fantastic uh, prizes, which I know you, you can't wait for. And also, uh, <laughs> there's a helium shortage. So if you're looking to get balloons, you may need to break the bank on those things, because they are, some places are even, just, uh they are rationing balloons. You know, they're going in, you're going in there, you're like, I want a dozen balloons. They're like, you can have four. It's four per person because we're limited on the amount of helium we have in our tanks and we don't know when they're going to make more. Um, so that's something else you want to look out for. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the budget deal. We'll talk about this gun law too. 855 One hundred four point five. And if any of y'all ever got into a food fight like Miranda, if you just went ham on somebody, no pun intended, at a restaurant or somebody went ham on you, uh, throwing food in your face, attacking you with, I don't know, steak or or hot dogs or sausages or any kind of beverage, give us a buzz. We want to know about that, too. It's the Mark Show on News 104.5 W.O.K.V. We'll be right back. I've got to get more K, more time on the air. Be careful what you wish
0: for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. Where entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark, since you love Trump so much, I know you sent him a Be My Valentine's Day
1: card. I didn't, I didn't actually send him a Be My Valentine's Day card, but, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of expecting one from him. I, you know, I love, I would love to get a Valentine's Day from the White House or from Donald Trump or anybody really there, but, uh, you know, and I bet Donald Trump would, he would come up with some really amazing Valentines, like, um, you know, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm gonna build this wall with or without you. I mean, when he gets sent to like the Democrats in, uh, in Congress, or you know, uh, roses are red and they come in a bunch, and the Mueller probe is just a stupid witch hunt. Yeah, something. There's, there's more there. We'll, we'll write some more over the next break, and we'll get those. Well, okay, I wonder what Donald Trump gets Melania. For Valentine's Day, I wonder if I wonder if he goes out and buys her jewelry or you know jackets with uh you know weird sayings on the back that she can wear whenever she goes on on Air Force. Well, I, maybe who who knows? Or maybe he just sends somebody out to buy her something. Or maybe she just has everything that she needs. Let's be honest. First Lady of the United States, married to a billionaire. I mean, she made. It, what do you get for the woman? Who has everything? Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. So speaking of Donald Trump and speaking of the Democrats and speaking of all the stuff that's happening in Congress, there is uh, there's an interesting I did. A, I did kind of like a, an impromptu vlog last night or an impromptu uh, diatribe on my Facebook page about how the Republican Party and the Democratic Party have kind of they, they've got kind of buried themselves. There's no more parties the way that they're, they're used to be. There's no more Democrats and Republicans. There's really not even any more liberals and conservatives. It's now be, the stage is being set in 2020 for, uh, for two factions, the socialists and the capitalists. And that's where the battle lies. That's where Donald Trump's drawn the battle line. That's where the Democrats are pushing their entire party, they're, even, whether they're pushing it or pulling it. There's a debate on that. There's a debate on that. A lot of these young, vocal, social media savvy Congress, uh, men and mostly Congresswomen that, that can, that get into, uh, that are in the Congress now that are, that are in serving their first terms, these junior, these freshman Congress people, they're basically Yanking all the old folks over as far left as possible with their, new, you know, green new deals and with their abortion laws and with their with their, you know, um, climate change initiatives. And they're basically taking what was kind of a somewhat normal party 20, 30 years ago and making it super extreme and super socialist. And Bernie Sanders is helping, too. I, you know, I say the old folks, but Bernie Sanders is right. He thinks he's like a teenager. Bernie Sanders thinks he's like a dope smoking teenager who's worried about the environment and thinks everyone should get money for, you know, sitting around doing nothing at all but staring at a lava lamp all day. And and he's, you know, he's, he's latched on to this whole mentality. And a lot of these younger congresspeople are doing it the same way. And that's where the battle lines are drawn for 2020. It's going to be the socialists versus the capitalists. I firmly believe that. And the capitalists, I also firmly believe, much like we've seen throughout history, will always win out. Uh, there was a story for the, for example, on the drudge report from PJ media about Panera bread. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of Panera bread. I like their sandwiches. They have this easy system where you can order online. You roll right in, you grab your food, you know, they're near my house. My wife likes them too. They have salads. They have stuff for the kids. Um, they have muffies, which are basically like the top of the muffin. Remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine only ate the top of the muffin and she donated the bottom. Well, Panera has that. They call them muffies, and it's literally just the top of the muffin. Genius. Anyway, so I did great plates, but they had this—they had this socialistic experiment all throughout the Northeast with some of their restaurants, and it turned out to be a massive failure. It, it turned out to be a massive failure. It was called Panera Cares, and what happened was they would open these restaurants where. You didn't have to pay any set amount for food, you could pay what you wanted to pay. Okay, they gave people the option. They set out bread and they set out pastries and they set out things and they, and they had a little sign there and the sign says, "A loaf of bread in every arm. Take what you need, leave your fair share." Well, a lot of people took what they needed, but they felt that their fair share was squatta. They thought that their fair share was zip. They're like, you know what? I don't have any money, but I'm really hungry and there's this bread line here. So I'm just going to take it. And these these Panera Cares locations, which have been around for I mean, they've been around for a while. I think the first one opened in, gosh, I want to say 2015, maybe maybe earlier. Uh, These locations, one by one, just started closing due to a lack of Well, you know, income, which is when you start a business, what you're striving for. You need money to pay your utilities. You need money to pay your employees. You need money to pay to keep making the bread. And these people would come in, take the food, and not leave their fair share or anything. And they couldn't cover their costs. And now, finally, the last Panera Cares, which is located in Boston, Massachusetts, will be closing tomorrow the day after valentine's day because as panera has learned giving people stuff for free without setting some kind of mandatory price or without valuing it or without you know taking into account the fact that people will always try to pull one over on you always try to get a deal always try to get something for nothing they have to now they're out of business and they've got to go back to the old model or the regular model of your the panera bread where they you know they charge you nine dollars for a sandwich that probably cost them a lot less that's capitalism that's how it works and because you charge somebody for a sandwich that's way more than it costs you're able to not only pay for the sandwich but you're able to pay the people that make the sandwich and you're able to pay the rent at the establishment where you have your sandwich shop you're able to buy advertising so more people come in and buy your nine dollar sandwiches and you're also able to put a little money in your pocket so you can buy a house and a car and send your kids to college and you know go on vacations and do whatever you want get a get a dog well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what these Panera people want, but that's basically it, man. You free Panera does not work. If you offer, if you tell somebody pay what you want, they're not going to want to pay. Nobody would. I mean, it, it goes against every fiber of our being. Every when when you look at how humans re, uh, relate with each other, and when you look at the bartering system, and when you look at you know capitalism throughout the ages, I want something from you, either a good or a service, and you want money from me. Tell me how much. Sure, you can negotiate. You know, maybe you have a negotiation model where you go into the restaurant and you say, Hey, how much for a how much for a how much for a bacon turkey bravo? And Panera goes, Well, that's nine dollars. You go, know, that's too much, I have eight fifty. And you go, All right, I'll take eight fifty. I mean that's one way you could do it, but that just that just seems like a lot of extra work. You know, this is the way capitalism is, and capitalism will always win. And these Panera restaurants, they're just the latest they're just the latest uh, experiment in socialism. That has failed, and and the problem is that you have people like uh, you know AOC and Bernie Sanders and a bunch of others who you know 64 Congress people now who are who are who are embracing this Green New Deal. They're coming out saying we want this, we want this for everybody. We want everybody to just have what they want, and if they want to if they want to donate back to society, have at it. If they don't, that's fine too. We'll still give them a thousand dollars a month. For I mean for what? That's you you walk into Panera, you grab a loaf of bread, you should you should you should trade something, whether it's your time, your effort, or your money. And there's people that aren't. Now the government sees this and goes, that's a great model for a government. Really? You want to close down the government the way they have to close down these these sandwich shops? The government of the United States cannot maintain what they're suggesting. And socialism anywhere never works. The only way socialism works is is if is if uh, a, a, you're you're getting money to support your your American you know citizens or your, your country citizens from some other place, and we're not, you know, we don't we don't make money as the United States of America. We just collect taxes. And the more you give people incentive to to earn money and charge for their goods and services and and keep what they uh, they earn a large percentage of it and chase that American dream, the, guess what? The more taxes you can actually collect. And if you as a government, if you as a socialist government or as a Democrat, if you want more tax money because you feel like we need health care for everybody, or if you want more tax money because you feel like college should be free, or if you want more tax money because you feel like everybody, whether they just sit around playing video games or not, or whether they actually have a job, is entitled to a, a wage just for being an American, then fine. Don't charge more taxes, give people the ability to make more money, you know, take away all of the stringent business, uh, you know, uh, systems that we have in place. Let people let be, make it easier for people to start businesses, you know, make it easier for people to to uh, to become entrepreneurs and make more money and charge and tax them less. And, the, and, you know, inspire people to go out and work more. They'll make more money. And in the end, the government will have more money to do whatever they want. But just taking money away has the opposite effect, and we've seen it everywhere. And this Panera Bread store is – you know what they do in uh, in Dubai? This is really interesting. In Dubai, they have – because it's like the, the Sultan of Dubai or whatever, the, uh, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, in the Emirates, what happens is as the Sultan gets richer, he shares the money – with the populace, right? That's why everybody drives Mercedes Benzes and BMWs and they all have they all have coach bags and, and really expensive sunglasses from Louis Vuitton. And, and no matter what your job is, if the if the kingdom, if the emirate itself makes more money from fuel production and oil refineries and whatnot, they share it with the entire country. That's you know, that's different than what they're talking about here. Everybody there gets a piece because that is a country that is producing wealth. You know, I've heard people compare it. Oh, well in Dubai they do this. In Dubai, they're selling oil. They're making money. You know, that's the big difference. If the United States wanted to go into the oil production business, totally different story. But we're not a corporation. We're a country, nor should we be. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. We gotta take a quick break. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. We got some of your phone calls, some of your open mic messages coming up. It's the Marquis show on News one hundred four point five W O K V.
0: you not to get her anything for valentine's day she's lying do not
3: fall for that trust me get her something anything
1: yeah my wife said yesterday because we typically just do like you know flowers and candy or liquor or whatever and she tells me a couple days ago she goes hey just so you know i don't want you to be surprised but i got you something for valentine's day and i go you did she goes yes so you should probably get me something like uh there's this pair of earrings here i'll send you the link and I was like, great! It's ease of operation, you know. The as as you get older and as you get settle into your marriage, you just want to make everything easier for everybody. So links are uh, links are fantastic, especially uh, <laughs> when when you, especially when you do as much you know, spend as much time on the internet as I do. When when we were having our uh, first kid, uh, years ago, my wife she you know she she was like, uh, don't forget you have to um uh get me a present. And I was thinking maybe like a diaper bag, like a really nice one. I go okay. Uh, so then two days later, I got a, an email from her. She goes. Whoa, look at this diaper bag. It's so nice, but it's so expensive. Do not get it for me. Here's a link. And it took me like uh, probably a good minute. I was like, wait a minute. This is confusing. She said, don't get it, but then she sent me a link. She said, it's really nice, but so I bought it and and we all lived happily ever after, which was, when in doubt, just spend, just spend the money, Uh, guys. That's, that's, that's what I would say. That's my advice to you. 855-765-1045. But again, I'm a capitalist. You know, I believe that the uh, making the money, spending the money, that's what's going to make everybody. That's what's going to make everybody happier. 855-765-1045. And by the way, all speaking of being happy, and this is we're going to get into some of the other stuff first. But I just got an email. We get a lot of emails from, you know, quote unquote experts and people pitching books and products and things like that. And most of them I just delete. Uh But this one struck me as interesting because. The title of the email was, Should You Marry Down? Interview a counselor on creating realistic relationship expectations. And I went on to read the email, and it's basically suggesting to women, especially if you are still single, if you're still single this Valentine's Day, and you're over 30, and maybe you haven't been able to find the one, it may be that your expectations are a little too high. And they're now suggesting to marry down. Which, which, I mean, I know that a lot of people, like, for example, I always say, I totally married up. And people will look at my wife and they'll go, Oh my God, how, what, how did you, how did you convince her to marry you? That happens all the time. One of my, one of my good friends always goes, Man, you out kicked your coverage, which I had to Google. It's a football term. I got it. Eventually, I Googled it after the third time he said it. But, uh, but you know, with women, there's got to be women out. If all these dudes are marrying up and if everybody thinks, Man, you really, you outkicked your coverage. You know, how'd you convince you? You married way up. She's out of your league. That's another one. The other Josh is always like, you know, you hear, how'd you get? She's way out of your league. That's your wife? Wow, that's amazing. You always hear these things. So clearly, if that's true, if all of these guys are marrying up, then that means that their ladies married down. Now, do they, did they consciously marry down? Did they subconsciously marry down? Did they do it because they were getting older? Did they just need the money? What was the reason Did they feel like they were they were going to be single for the rest of their lives if they didn't, you know, poop or get off the pot. But you can't have all these dudes thinking that they that they married up into a a higher league, a a league that they couldn't even compete in and not have the inverse be true, which is women. If there's any women out there and you don't have to give your name, you can remain anonymous. We don't we don't you just say I don't want to give my name. But if there's any women out there who will admit that they married down Because, I mean, if somebody's marrying up, somebody else is marrying down. For every person who marries up, you got to marry. If there's anyone out there who's who admits that they married down or got married and now realizes maybe you didn't realize it at first. Maybe you were all in love. Maybe you were drunk. Maybe both. But now that you're married a little bit, you sit back, you look at some photos, you look at your mate, and you're like, you know what? I probably could. I probably could have done better. If that's you, give us a buzz: eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Or you can leave us an open mic message too. That's totally anonymous. Just download our uh, our free mobile app. News one zero four point five WOKV. It's the K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back.
0: I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. Just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work, knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News One Hundred Four Point Five WOKB. I've heard it said that an armed society is a polite society. It's not often that we hear about thieves trying to rob a gun store during the day, so I definitely support more teachers carrying.
2: I think teachers
0: should be more focused on their expertise, which is educating our children
1: you know we've been getting a lot of open mics all week about this subject because it is the one year anniversary of the uh, shooting of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland Florida and man as it, 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 tempers were flaring uh, you, may, you may remember all of the hubbub and the national attention that we got Governor Scott there were bills being passed remember uh, David Hogg who, who like launched himself into the national spotlight as, a, as an anti-gun advocate and a school safety advocate uh, he, he got ripped to shreds by the media back and forth and there were a lot of different proposals you know the uh, you know people lost their jobs over the the safety and security of the school. The uh, the resource officer was fired, uh, He had to move because people were claiming that he he you know didn't do anything, didn't do what he was supposed to do. Uh, the uh, the sheriff was recently removed by Governor DeSantis. A lot of things happened as a result of the Parkland High School massacre, but uh, did anything really happen? Is the question. And a lot of people are talking about guns in the schools, and there were you know one of the pieces of legislation or one of the things that people proposed was arming teachers, letting teachers volunteer say yes i already have a concealed carry permit i'm willing to undergo extra training and help protect the schools i'm willing to go in there and not just teach my children but also should something happen be able to protect them uh you know with with uh, with actual you know lethal force should it be necessary That's still up in the air. And uh, with legislation on the table, that may actually do that. A lot of people are leaving us open mic messages and calling in to 855-765-1045 with their opinions about whether or not it's it's time uh, for for teachers to arm themselves in the schools. Hi, I've got uh, students in both high school and middle school. I absolutely uh, am in favor of a teacher having a weapon at school as long as they've been through a course. Yeah, I mean you're not going to just like throw you know say hey okay here's your here's your badge, uh here's some forms you need to fill out for HR here's an you know AK-47, go to you know go to work. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, actual training. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five, and uh, we have some calls we're lining up. Before we get to that, though, since it is Valentine's Day, before and we're going to get to all your phone calls and everything before it. Uh, before that, and because it is Valentine's Day, we do have some more Donald Trump uh, Valentine's Day greetings. We do have some more Valentine's Day greetings from Donald Trump. Josh, uh, the other Josh is here. Right, here's what I'm going to do, the other Josh. I'm going to read this, and I want you to see if you can figure out who Donald Trump would send this to. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, that uh, response. Here we go. Listen, here's the first one. Roses are red, so is my hat. You're a crummy lawyer and a dirty lion rat. Now, you said it kind of like your Bernie Sanders impression. Well, okay, my Bernie Sanders and my Donald Trump impression are very similar. That's Donald Trump, though, sending that message to whom?
2: To Michael Cohen.
1: That is correct. There you go. Very good. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Uh, Flowers come in many shades of reds and blues. I am the president, and you are fake news.
3: Hmm, that could be a
1: twofer. That could be really several different people, but I will go with CNN. CNN. Yeah, I think they're probably they're probably the original. They probably the, the original New York times could be a, a sleeper in that category. Too. You are fake news. Yeah, any of them. All right, one more and then we'll get back to the topic. Ready? Yep. Roses are red, you've got a hot body. Mm-hmm. But you should fire that snake lawyer Michael Avenatti.
2: All right. There's storm coming?
1: You tell me. I'm going to say Stormy Daniel. All right, here we go. Here we go. That's fun. All right. Maybe if, if we have time during the next commercial break, maybe we'll knock out a couple more of those. All right. 855 765 1045. This is Deborah in Jacksonville. Deborah, thanks so much for calling the Mark K. Show. How are you? Fine. Uh, what do you want to say about uh, teachers carrying guns in schools on this anniversary of the uh, of the massacre at Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas High School?
2: I believe it's a great idea. Teachers that do want to volunteer to do it, and it may save their lives and children, too.
1: That's true. The teachers are all I mean, we had three administrators and teachers die in that massacre, in that shooting. They didn't have an opportunity to protect themselves because of the gun laws and the, you know, the inability for them to uh, to pack heat on campus. That's a great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Jimmy in Jacksonville. How are hey. you, Jimmy?
3: I'm doing good. How's it going? Great. What do you want to say? So I think that what's happening is this topic has been turned into a knee-jerk topic for both sides. Mm. If you are a concealed carry permit, no one should actually have to know you have a gun. And if you want
2: to carry it, you should be able to carry it almost anywhere you want to go. And the fact is, it, it shouldn't have much to do with what your profession is. And you should be uh, certified and prepared to carry it, legally trained. And, uh, and and all of those good things, but but it shouldn't uh, should not become a, an emotional issue. I think that's the other side dragging it into that realm.
1: You know, and that's something I hear a lot is if it's a concealed carry weapon, it should be concealed, and no one's you know <laughs> no one's going to know that you actually have it. So you know, these places that say we don't allow guns, it's not like you know they're not going to know you have one unless they have a metal detector, which movie theaters and Starbucks coffees do not yet. So you, know, you walk in there with a gun. Nobody's going to know. Now, every now and then in Florida, when it gets hot, you you know, you might poke out from under your shirt. You know, I saw a guy walking around the other day and he like dropped his wallet and he bent over and you can see you can see the gun in the back of his, you know, like right by his uh, like his butt crack area there. And but, you know, you typically you can seal it. Nobody's looking for it. You walk around with it. If you're a teacher and you carry one into school, unless it accidentally goes off or unless, you know, you somehow get caught with it. How would anybody actually even know? And should should you need it? Should you unfortunately be in a position like those teachers found themselves last year in Parkland, uh, Florida? Is should you be in a position where you need it to save your life and the life of someone else's and you have it and then you get fired? I mean, I would say that's a that's a small price to pay. And probably you could probably you could get another job somewhere else if you were a hero. John from the north side. How's it going, John? What would you want to
3: say? Well, you know, I I have twenty five years in law enforcement. My wife was actually a police officer for seven years, but she went back to teaching. Hmm. And she's gonna and she would give her life for any of her children. But if she's gonna give her life, I want to at least have her holding her gun and take a couple of them bastards with them. But um, you know, and there's other things to consider too. You know, a lot of people talk about weapons in classrooms. I think that's important, but not just showing proficiency in the firearms, but also weapon retention is extremely important. Making sure the gun's secure so the kids can't take it from the teachers. Right, that's important too. So all that needs to be, you know, you know, reviewed and evaluated before they do it. But I'm all for guns being in the schools. I mean, the officers have the guns, they're trained, and so are some of the teachers. You have a you have a wealth of knowledge and your teachers. They have you know, life experiences that they can bring with firearms to the school to protect the school and yeah. just be a force multiplier to the guardian and to the school resource officers.
1: All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. And he brings up a good point, too. Police officers carry guns, but they were they were never meant to be the only ones that carry guns. And you know, I was getting my hair cut the other day, and where I get my hair cut at the uh, straight, and I know what people are laughing. They're like, what hair? I get that. There's a couple. They get puffy. And uh, so anyway, I'm sitting there, and I'm getting my hair cut, and the TV's on, and they're playing Bonanza. And I was watching Bonanza, and I realized that in Bonanza, like everybody in the Wild West had a gun, not just the sheriff. And that was, you know, that was how you protected your land. And the stagecoach was the big deal because you know they had the stagecoach agency, whatever, and the and the cartwrights were protecting the stagecoaches, and and you needed to protect yourself because ain't nobody going to protect you. The sheriff, you know, he had his he had his hands tied. He literally couldn't do. He couldn't be everywhere at one time. You know, and that was everybody had a gun and a rifle because if they were someplace where they couldn't get help from law enforcement, they needed to take their law into the, their own hands. Now, also, I would I should point out, a lot of people got shot on Bonanza, but it was a TV show. You know, the TV show. I don't think it was true to life. 855 765 104.5, should we be looking at uh, these stronger gun laws and uh, allowing teachers to carry guns into our schools, especially now that there's uh, the spotlight again on Florida and again on Parkland and again uh, on the anniversary of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, Massacre? massacre. Uh, Terry from Ocean Way, what do you want to say, Terry? Yeah, I'm a
0: 27-year uh, retired police officer here in Jacksonville, uh-huh. and I'm in favor of training teachers, school staff, to use guns in the school, the, the hiring one safety officer, which is what they're doing now, is not enough. The The likelihood of that person being where the gunman is when he starts shooting is pretty slim. But if you have people scattered all over the school that have, that are carrying guns and you stand a better chance of defending the school and the students, uh, they need to have more than a concealed weapon license. So they should go through some sort of uh, training by the uh uh, police Department, uh, in addition, because the the training for concealed weapon license is laughable. It doesn't really teach a person, especially in that kind of setting, yeah.
3: no, uh, about
0: are. using a weapon. They but, would, they uh, I'm would... in favor of
1: All right, Terry, thanks for calling. They would definitely need training and probably, you know, annual refreshing, you know, what, refresher courses. Or, you know, they'd have to maintain their skill set. So you would have to go once every two years maybe for a weekend to learn the latest, the greatest, or retrain. Or make sure that you're still up to snuff uh, with your weapon. Make sure, you know, make sure nothing's happened. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
0: I asked my second grader... I asked my second grader if he wanted his teacher to carry a gun. He said no. I said, what about coach?
1: He said yes. Well, that seems, that seems so he wouldn't want his teacher to carry a gun, but his coach would be fine. Be, see, the, the kids I coach, we yelled at them so much, they wouldn't want me to have a weapon at all. <laughs> they are like, God, no, don't give coach a weapon. Arm our
3: teachers, but only the ones that are qualified.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to differentiate uh, between the two, 1045 It's the uh, one-year anniversary of the uh, massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in uh, Parkland, Florida. And there's still not a lot of movement legislatively on pretty much anything. I mean, we had some action on bump stocks and things like that, but that was more from the Vegas shooting than it was from Parkland. And there's still a lot of talk about, you know, uh, you know, arming teachers, having more people with weapons on campus, whether it's administrators or coaches or, you know, any of the other staff members that are willing to step up and say, yeah, I'll be trained, I'll do it, I'll take on the added responsibility. Glenn in St. Augustine. Glenn, thanks so much for calling. How are you?
2: Thank you very much, Mark. How you doing this morning?
1: Doing good, man. What do you want to say, Glenn? Uh,
2: well, let's not jump into this and make this the new gun deal, like the the new green deal. Oh, I see what you did there. I that do, was good. I, 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 yeah, I do, <laughs> I do agree that there needs to be more people with highly trained expertise in the schools to deter like the one of your callers said, you don't hear gun stores being robbed, you don't hear police officers, you know, police stations being robbed. Yeah. That's because there are they know that there's people there that can respond to them. School shooters, mass shooters, they're 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 a bunch of cowards. They go in there in unarmed places and tack the weak. But uh I think we need to do it in a smart way. They the you know, they need to be highly trained, not just a weekend, not just a two week deal. You know, people that do this for a living in the military and the police, they they train weekly. Yeah. But I I do agree with it.
1: No, you're right about that too. And you know, something I always think about because I go, like I said, I go to the poker room. All I go to, I go to Best Bed probably more than. Well, I should. But I go there and the, the interesting thing to me is you have all these people in there and they've all got lots of money. I mean, they're people, for kids, it's a cash business and you, the people will leave stacks of chips on the table and they'll go eat and they'll come back an hour later and they'll go to the bathroom or they'll go out and smoke a cigarette, whatever. And the, and the money never disappears. There's never any issues. There's nobody in the parking lot, you know, getting robbed or anything like that. And the reason is, number one, they've got cameras friggin everywhere. I mean, every table's got a camera on it. They've got Security And they're and they're noticeable security. And they've got police presence. There's a police car parked outside. There's a sheriff on duty inside. And it's it's actually one of the safest uh, places that I feel whenever I go there. I'm like, well, this is really safe. It's clean. It's nice. I win money. Sometimes I lose money. And also. I don't feel like anything bad is going to happen here because I know they've got it under control. I know we're protected. I know people are watching. And I know that there are people that are trained, trained to take care of a situation should it arise. And when I go to my kid's school, there's none of that. There's no cameras. There's no armed guards. There's no security. There's no one walking around with an earpiece, you know, and sunglasses. Like if something happens, they're going to be right there to take the bullet. There's none of that. And it's really, you know, and I yes and I know that the poker room has way more money than the public school system does. But, you know, in a way, there should be ways, better ways, even if it's just even if it's just training the teachers, the people who are already there. You know, we we talked about this uh, about a year ago and uh, we talked about church. Do you feel safe at church? And we had so many people call in and say, man, at my church that we have volunteers, volunteers, concealed carry, uh, police officers, former military were at church anyway. And we volunteer to sit by the doors. We volunteer to sit in the back. One guy ran sound and the sound guy was right there by the front door. And the and the, and the the preacher said, look, if, if I pay you to go take a class and get, you know, get trained and get your concealed carry permit, would you be willing to do that? He's like, absolutely. I'm sitting there anyway. I might as well. And, you know, and, and so they're working on a voluntary basis. And it seems to be working for a lot of these churches. Why not do it with the schools, too? Uh, Kirk, Thomas, everybody hang tight. We've got to take another quick break. I apologize. We're going to get to it. We've got another segment, though. We've got some What the Bleep coming up, too, which is amazing. So keep listening. Send your open mics, too. If you don't want to get through on the phone or if you just can't, if all the lines are tied up, uh, send us an open mic message. the Mark K Show. Quick break. More of you coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV.
0: I've got to get Mark K. more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. are entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing
1: solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKB. Yeah, we got the special Valentine's Day edition, which is very, very, very exciting.
2: Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Love you guys.
1: We love you, too. Mark, since
0: you love Trump so much, I know you son Tim, but be my Valentine's Day card.
1: Oh, you know what? Before we get back into the topic, before we get to your phone calls about whether or not teachers should be armed, as we look back at the, uh, you know, one year since Marjorie Stoneman Douglas and the massacre that happened there in Parkland, Florida. Uh, before we do that, why don't we go back to... Why don't Why don't we go back to the Valentine's Day, uh, greeting area and read a few more of these Donald Trump Valentine's Day cards? The other Josh is here. You didn't. You're what three and oh, man? You got all three of them last time, yeah, right? I have an advantage of working here. Yeah, that's that is true. I listen to you and Rich Jones for six hours a day. That is true. You might. You probably. You probably. You're probably smarter <laughs> than the average bear. All right. Uh, let me read you this. one. you tell me who Donald Trump would send this to, okay? Ready. All right. Here we go. Roses are red. Carnations are tacky. Your Green New Deal makes you sound really wacky. That is going to be the infamous AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is correct. That one was easy. In the green suit. That one was easy. All right, let's try this one. This is a little harder. Ready? Ready. right <laughs> Roses are red. Liberals want me to quit. But we're building a wall, and you're paying for it. That is the entirety of Mexico. Or... Capital, according to Ted Cruz. Yeah, according to Ted Cruz. That's very good. Yes, that's a that's a Valentine's Day greeting to Mexico. All right, one more and then we'll get back to the phones. That's 8-5- yes. 855-765-1045. Here we go. This is a little trickier. Gonna have to go back in the uh go back in the archives for this. Roses are red. You're a jackass. So happy Valentine's Day. I'm revoking your press pass.
0: That's gonna be the Jim Acosta. <laughs>
1: very impressed with you i'm very impressed i'll take it yeah that's Uh, why i'm here to impress you 855-765-1045 is the number uh this is kirk in mayport kirk thanks so much for calling the mark k show how are you oh great thanks hope you're the same oh doing really well yeah thanks so much what do you want to say kirk what do you think about uh, arming the teachers as we look back at parkland and uh, whether or not it's still a good idea or a horrible idea
0: i think it's a good idea and i was wondering like would they
2: get like the florida standard like concealed carry certificate sort of thing or what would their training consist of
1: well i think there would have to be specialized training not just a concealed carry permit but also specialized training for how to you know how to react i mean you need to make sure that somebody who's carrying a weapon and is charged with with, a, you know, basically protecting students and others from a crazed gunman. I mean, there needs to be advanced right. training. You need to know how to, how to, how to not shoot at people that you shouldn't shoot, how to, you know, speci- yeah. spe- specify who the target is, you know, who's an innocent yeah. victim, that kind of thing. You need to be able to know uh the layout of the school that you work at. I mean there's a whole bunch of things that go into that. So yeah, I think it would be more than just a concealed carry class. And I imagine you would have law enforcement and police and military and special forces and and you know people who are trained in that kind of thing come up with some kind of curriculum. Uh but but you know, it, it seems like something that that a lot of teachers have already raised their hand and said, Yeah, I'll do that. I know you know I have no problem that doing that. Amy in Jacksonville, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to you, Amy. What do you want to say?
3: Um, Well, I'm a parent and I'm a teacher. Okay. So I have a daughter in high school. I have a daughter in middle school. I would be completely okay with somebody else protecting my child because I would volunteer to do the same as a teacher, and I was also in the military. So I think that would be a good starting place too to see who maybe wants to volunteer uh teachers that have also had military service.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea too. You start maybe that you're right. If you have teachers and there's a lot of people that go through the military and end up in the school system and that's a, you know that's a great way to do it. Even ROTC if people had ROTC training when they were kids, um you know anyone who's who's had any kind of background and and would you know and of course you would want to have some kind of you would want to have some kind of psychological exam I would think too that would be part of it Rita from st. Augustine what's
3: up Rita uh,
2: yes I'm in the uh, car right now um, yes on the school shooting uh, a couple of things um, yeah. one why not just the fence around the whole school and put barbed wire around and security cans and at Disney you cannot get in unless they check your everything you own, your purse, your your bags and everything have someone at the door and lock up the school
1: yeah you can't do that though because fences don't work fences are immoral fences don't keep bad people out you know fences walls all those things there it's it's just a big waste of money what you need uh what you need is you know um just open borders really anyone who wants to come to school should be able to come to school um you know that's one that's one of the reasons they don't have the fences hey thanks for calling randy from mandarin how are you randy
3: Hey, I'm good. Um, one thing I, I wanted to say. Yeah. I've got a lot of uh, friends and family that are school teachers. And the one thing um, I wanted to say is they didn't sign up to be security guards or policemen. They signed up to be school
2: teachers. Mm-hmm.
3: So that being said, I think they should have the right to defend themselves in the classroom. If with a concealed weapon, that's not an issue. But what about the veterans that are coming home that don't have jobs that are trained? And tactically removing a threat from a building or a classroom or, you know, getting some of those guys, giving them jobs. And nobody's ever brought up the point of having uh, having dogs in the school that can smell uh, a weapon that's being brought on routinely, you know, going through the school and checking for weapons with dogs. They're great assets.
1: Did they not do that? I mean, I remember when I was in high school, they had drug dogs. I don't know if they were. I, I guess it's yeah. different dogs, right? Or can, are they trained to smell out both? <laughs>
3: Uh, they could be trained to smell out both. Yeah. But, you know, dog, dogs will be a great deterrent, um, especially for somebody coming on the school property with a gun. Uh, they're not as expensive as a uh, as a you know a, a person, right? They can enhance they, they can enhance the uh, person that has the weapons. But I think vets, man, coming back and they don't have jobs if they're tactically trained. I mean, because you're talking about, I mean, I hear all this stuff about having the Who's going to pay these people to go get trained? Right, you know, what I'm saying, where's the money from? They're not paying school teachers enough money now, anyway. I mean, look, there's so, gonna be
1: there's gonna be money involved one way or the other. Either it's money to train the teachers, or it's money to hire somebody who's already trained. Either way, it's gonna cost more money. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And you need to look at the budget. You need to figure it out. You need to figure out where we can get the money from. You need to figure out where there's waste, which I guarantee there is waste. Uh, you need to talk to some of the teachers unions. I I agree that somebody who's trained, whether it's a teacher or a veteran or a retired police officer or anybody would be better than what we have now, which is nothing. The dog thing is interesting, too. People don't bring that up. But I when I was in high school, which was like the early 90s, they would bring the dog on campus and the dog would wander around, sniffing the lockers, and they would walk it through the parking lot and it would sniff the cars. And I remember one day my buddy Ben uh, got called down to the parking lot because the dog was standing outside his car, like barking and howling and freaking out, and they wanted to do a search and I thought to myself, Oh my God, Ben! Wait, it, I, I know that he's not stupid enough to to bring drugs to school. Notice I didn't say he's not stupid enough to do drugs. I said to bring him to school. And he was freaking out. And I went, you know, we went out. We were peeking out the window of the school. We watched as uh, as they searched his car. And it turned out it was David Lindenthal's car. And David Lindenthal, that dude, man, he carried drugs everywhere. So that was not a shock at all. And then after that, I told Ben, I go, You cannot park next to David Lindenthal. It's it's just bad. I probably shouldn't use the last name. It doesn't matter. He knows. He knows. He knows what he did. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Cecil in Northwest Jack. Cecil, how are you? Pretty good, sir. What do you want how to say, Cecil? You? I'm I'm good. Uh,
2: I was thinking about the other day when uh, Switzerland was m- mentioned that the teenagers, you know, they carry guns. Yeah. They're trained. Yeah. And the see C- a lot of CIA come from the, their training sessions,
1: too. You're right. I'm going to put you on hold for one second because we got to take, actually take a quick break. All right, uh, it's time for What the Bleep. This is a special Valentine's Day edition of What the Bleep. We have some special Valentine's Day prizes. Really, they're the same prizes as always, but, you know, it's Valentine's Day, so... We thought we'd throw that in there. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. We need two contestants. We play you a, a, a clip from the news. We bleep out one word. You correctly identify that word, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Eight five five. 765-1045. quick break two contestants will play what the bleep next on news one oh four point five wokv this is the mark k show thanks so much for joining me today folks it's uh it's uh what is it valentine's day it's also friday eve which is very exciting tomorrow's friday i can't believe it this week is going so fast and it's uh, show's going fast too it's already time for what the bleep yay that's very exciting apparently i'm the only one that's excited uh our first contestant today is james james thanks so much for being here how you doing Doing well, sir. How about yourself? Oh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for asking. Let's uh, meet your contestant. You're going to be playing against Susan today. Uh, Susan, can you hear me? Yes. great. I can hear you. Oh, good. Susan, say hi to James. James, say hi to Susan. Hi, James. Hi, oh, good. You guys are so polite. All right. You guys will be playing. I'll be playing clips back and forth. There will be one word bleeped in each clip. All you have to do is tell me what that bleeped word is. If you get a point, you uh, or if you get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K show. News 104.5 WOKV Sacco Swag. Sounds pretty good, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I knew you'd like that. All right. Perfect. Uh, Susan, since it's Valentine's Day, why don't we let you go first? Okay. Okay. All right, listen carefully. Here's your first clip. Listen and tell me what word we bleeped out. This is Anderson Cooper on CNN last night. Oh, hold on. Let me let me make sure that I. this always happens. But here we go. Federal
0: judge late today ruling that Paul Manafort, President Trump's <laughs> campaign chairman, lied to the
1: FBI. <laughs> what do we uh, what do we bleep out of that uh, segment there, Susan? Um, attorney. Attorney? That's okay. Let's yeah. let's listen carefully and see what he, the word was. Federal judge late today ruling that Paul Manafort, President Trump's
0: former campaign chairman, lied to the FBI.
1: That was actually former, former campaign. That's okay, though, because it's still anyone's game. It's really early. James, are you ready for your first clue? All right, this is Chris Cuomo, also on CNN, uh, discussing, well, also the Paul Manafort thing. This was like a big topic with him. Here we go. Listen carefully. It's mob mentality. Our president is... Donald, not a d- <laughs> What uh, what word do we bleep out of that? A uh, don. A don. A don. Let's let's listen carefully and see what he said. It's mob mentality. Our president is Donald, not a don. Hey, look at that! Nicely done. Hey. Did you see that clip, or did you just guess? Uh, just your guess. Oh, yeah, just just using an educated guess. Yes, That's yes. fantastic. Good guess. All right, here we go. Uh, scores one, nothing. Susan, it's your turn to tie it up. This is Jimmy Fallon yesterday on The Tonight Show. Listen very carefully and tell us what the bleep. For Valentine's Day, I heard Americans will spend about $2 billion on flowers. Yeah, when Trump heard that, he tried to sell the White House to pay for the wall. What do you think that word was that we bleeped out, uh, Susan?
2: Okay. First of all, I watch all these shows, but I'm gonna guess
1: and say furniture. Furniture. All right. Let's listen carefully. For Valentine's Day, I heard Americans will spend about two billion dollars on flowers. Yeah. When yes. Trump heard that, he tried to sell the White House rose garden to pay for the wall.
3: Oh, the, <laughs> <Rose Garden. Yeah. laughs> the
1: rose garden. That's what. That's what. That's okay. That was a tricky one. That was a tricky one. Uh, all right. Here we go. Back to you, James. Uh, this is Senator Chuck Schumer speaking in the Senate House. Couple days ago about the uh, this deal that they came to. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep.
0: This agreement is the last train leaving the station away from another government shutdown.
1: Uh, dead end. Dead end. Let's listen carefully and see.
0: This agreement is the last train leaving the station away from another
1: dreaded government shutdown. Oh, it's close. It's dreaded though, not dead end. But a good guess. It's still one-nothing. Susan, you can tie it up here. Are you ready? Yep, I'm All ready. Right. This is President Donald Trump speaking in El Paso Monday night. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. So in Virginia, the governor he
2: almost his wife stopped him darling darling it would be inappropriate
1: what <laughs> what, what the bleep there susan um, Moonwalk. Moon, let's take a listen so in virginia the governor he almost moonwalked his wife stopped him yeah. darling, darling it would be inappropriate it would be inappropriate yeah nicely done all right you get yourself a point here we go last clue james if you get this one you win if not you guys tie which means we got to find another prize pack uh are you ready yeah. All right. Listen carefully, James. Uh, this is Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson tonight. Listen to this clue and tell us what the bleep. This is not
0: the language of compromise and moderation. It is the language of theology.
1: <laughs> what the bleep? Uh, futurist. <laughs> I don't know. Future theology. All right. Let's 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 listen and see what, uh, what, what, see what we can come
0: up with. This is not the language of compromise and moderation. It is the language of fundamentalist theology. Fundamentalist theology. that was a tough one.
1: That was a tough one. The good news is you both get a point. You're both winners. Congratulations. Happy Valentine's Day, uh, Susan and James. Hang on one second. We're going to hook you guys both up. All right, stay tuned. Uh, The Rush Limbaugh Show and the news coming up next. I'm Mark K. Thanks so much for tuning in. Join us tomorrow as we take you into the weekend. Tomorrow is Friday. We'll see you then. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.